This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Well, hello, everybody. So um, we were here last week. It was like so... It was just flowing last week. Even sitting up here, I was like in awe of everything coming out of... It was coming out. God is so good. And so I... I, uh, we do want to talk about the incorruptible word, but what I was thinking is, do any of you all have anything that you want, anything that may have went off on the inside of you last week that maybe you want to um, share now, or I can just kick it off with the incorruptible word stuff. But I, want, I just want to give you guys a chance to like kick off if there was something that was floating around inside of you since last week that you wanted to share. Anything? Anything? Bueller. Um, okay, so, well, mine kicks off from last week because Grace had shared a couple of things. And, and when she was sharing, two times um, she used the word incorruptible seed. And both times she used it, it was like something on the inside of me just went, Hur! and I was like, that's, we need to go there. Um, and we didn't get a chance to do it last week. So I just thought, well, we'll kick off this week talking about incorruptible word, because we've been talking about like how you, what did we talk about last week? It was like so deep. It was so good, really. But we were talking about call and the call and and how Pastor Gavin and Miriam were talking in their Sunday um, message about um, how God changes names and what he calls things and what, what we call things are so important and how we get the word on the inside of us and when we get the word inside of us, it becomes faith and it becomes a substance and it becomes this foundation that we can stand on and we can ground ourselves in. And it was, oh gosh, it was so good. So, um, so I want to talk about the incorruptible word because the scripture that keeps coming up um, in me is 1 Peter one twenty three, And I'm going to read this out of three versions, but the first one is just the New American Standard. For you have been born again, not of seed, which is perishable, but imperishable. That is through the living and enduring word of God. And then this is what the passion says. For through the eternal and living word of God, you have been born again. And this seed that he planted within you can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside of you forever. I thought that was so powerful. And then the Amplified says, for you've been born again, um, not of seed which is perishable, but from that which is imperishable and immortal, that is through the living and everlasting word of God. Um, And so when we plant the word in, uh, the word in, the, the seed, the word is the seed and the seed in and of itself is incorruptible. And so when we plant it in us, it, it literally becomes something that we can um, depend on. It becomes um, a security. I mean, for me to know that the word of God in me is incorruptible and everything that I planted gives me such security in knowing I can stand on that. Like that is my security. And that, that's like, I trust you, God, that this word is true and it's, it makes me secure. And... Um, and I was talking to Pastor Kathy, and she said, it's, it's like an investment, too. You know, it's like, you, you know, investment is something you, you put into something, 
in order to get a future reward, so to speak, out of it. You invest them, you invest your money in order to get something back, a greater return. And, you know, when we put the word in us and we plant it in us, it's for, so we get a greater um, maturity of that word in the future. Because just because we plant something in, it doesn't grow mature. It's like we're farmers, we plant seed and it doesn't, the crop doesn't come up the next day. It comes up over a period of time, and the, the farmer waters it and, the, and fertilizes or does whatever he or she needs to do in order to make that the abundance of that seed come to fruition. And so that's what we do. So, um, so I just kind of wanted to kick it off with the incorruptible seed, um, because that incorruptible seed is the foundation of our salvation. And not just salvation like going to heaven. Salvation is actually sozo. It means the fullness of prosperity, the fullness of health, the fullness of our peace of mind. It's the fullness, not just I, when I die, I'm going to heaven. It's everything encapsulated in God, in us. So um, does anybody have anything you want to share kicking off from that? Anything go off on anybody? I can keep going if you don't have anything <laughs> at the moment. Okay, so I'm going to go. Okay, so I'm just going to share because I'm, I'm like Marianne. I love words. I love definitions. I love looking things up and all that. So um, <clears throat> just the word incorruptible, it means it's not subject to decay. And it's, it's incapable, incapable of being morally corrupted. It's incapable. There's nothing in that seed that is capable of producing anything decay that could decay or corrupt or anything. So the purity of the word of God um, in us is in, you always know, which is talked about investment. So you always know you're going to get a great return on what you've planted because it's impossible for it to corrupt. It's impossible for it not to produce what the fullness of that seed. In worship, I was thinking about um, when, um, when God implanted supernaturally his seed into Mary, the fullness of Jesus was born. There was nothing that could corrupt that, that fruition of that seed, which was the baby Jesus. And then, you know, when Jesus lived and... He, um, he um, you know, was nailed to the cross and then he resurrected. That was the fullness of the seed that God planted. Like there was no way. He lived on this earth and, you know, they had, they had all sorts of shenanigans and craziness going on then just like we have now. But he still, the fullness of what God put into Jesus for that time in that season affected eternity because it was the fullness of the seed coming to fruition. So um, I, I just thought that was an incredible um, definition of incorruptible being incapable of being morally corrupted. Um, oh, you're <laughs> like, oh, you have something? <laughs> and, then, and then in the scripture it says, you've been born again, not from seed which is perishable, but imperishable, that is through the living and enduring word of God. That word living is Zoe, and which is the fullness of life, um, to having vital, 
I thought this was interesting, having vital power in itself and exerting it upon the soul. That was good. Having vital power in and of itself and exerting it upon the soul. So therefore, when we plant the seed of the word, it has vital power in and of itself and it exerts itself, literally exerts itself in us. So like when we plant a seed into fertile ground, the ground and the seed know what to do. And they, like it says in Mark chapter 4, it just grows. I don't know how it grows. It just does because the seed knows what to do. The, the soil knows what to do. And it all works together somehow and creates something. And that's exactly what happens with us when we plant the seed in us because we're fertile ground. That seed has vital power in itself and it exerts itself in us to produce the result that it was put forth to do. That's so good. I've never seen that before. Like that's brand new to me and all the, all the uh, reading that I've done over the years. I've never seen that definition. And then enduring, <clears throat> it'll remain forever. The seed will remain forever. And so it, enduring comes from a Greek word that means it won't depart it won't perish, and it will remain as one, meaning it won't become different. I know. I thought that was good, too, meaning it won't become different. So when it's in there, it's not going to change and morph into something else. Like these crazy viruses morph into something else. The seed doesn't morph into something else. It just is what it is. It's like Pastor Barry and many other people. You see, you want an orange tree, you plant an orange seed. You don't plant an apple tree. So if you plant an orange seed, it's not going to come up an apple. You have that because the seed is incorruptible. So whatever we plant in ourselves is what we'll get because it's incorruptible. That is so good. I mean, that's that. You can, you can live your life on that. That's what I was about to say. You can live your life on that. We're supposed to. <laughs> but, it's like, yeah, that is what we're supposed to be doing, isn't it? So, <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Anybody have anything? Grace, I can, I can see you. Uh, the wheels are turning and Kevin, the wheels are turning. So, <laughs> I would say, the, uh, like the scripture said, the sower sows the word. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're talking about incorruptible seed, this is what I wrote down today. <clears throat> it says, the word of God is an incorruptible seed, the only seed that is so pure in nature, it can never be destroyed or damaged by any external condition to stop it producing fruit. Mm. So I thought That's that was good. good. That is good. So the word is the most important tool in our life. And I, I wrote here also, in order to flourish in life, you must have the word of God. Mm-hmm. You must know what the word says. So once you get the word in you, then whatever attack comes against you, you're able to stand on that word. And as I was pondering this today, I thought about in Matthew where, where um, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. And four times he mentioned when he was tempted, he kept saying, it is written. Mm. It is written for it is written. He was giving the enemy the word. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was commanding those things, what the word says. So that's what we have to do. We have to speak that word in our situation, in our, in our life, what's, what's going on. And that word becomes flesh. Mm. It's good. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned it is written in the wilderness that, that he, I believe he wasn't talking about. Yes, it was written in the scripture. And he himself is the other living word. Mm-hmm. But I when he was confronting the 
the devil in the wilderness, uh-huh. so he himself, it uh-huh. is written right. in his heart. Right. The one who actually tabernacled the word uh-huh. was saying that I am he. Right. And even that, that point of encounter in the wilderness, I, it's interesting you mentioned that scripture because um, I've been kind of hanging out in that place of, of what does it feel like for, for the um, savior of the world to, he wasn't led to the city or to a farm. He was led to the wilderness. Mm. And in that, that when he himself is fully anointed, have the, the tabernacling of that word himself and confronted by the enemy. And the enemy only comes in three ways. And that is the, uh, to test. Because the very fall that Adam did in the beginning, that the lust of eyes and the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. That's in First uh, John 2, 16. It talks about that very three point that he was confronted, confronted in the wilderness. And he was saying, it is written. It is written. But it's funny enough that when you go back to the word God, it's basically his whole intention by the Holy Spirit to be in that place of temptation. Remember, he spent already 40 days in the wilderness. And think about all the things that he had to just endure in the wilderness. But he was able to do it because the Holy Spirit, he was led by the Holy Spirit. And so in that encounter, when he says it is written, and, and that, 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 that incorruptible seed, the power of the world coming alive. And it's like um, last week when we we're talking about um, you have to know who you are. And, and when Jesus' identity and, and his, his calling and his power is fully confronted is about his position and his possession and his potency. And in, in, in that, he's like, you know, really demonstrating and exemplifies, this is what happens when you are fully engaged in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Because this, is, this book is not just for us to just, okay, there's all good things, the valuable things we can abide in. But this book is provided for us. This is for you to encounter the power of the incorruptible seed, mm-hmm. the inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so... It is like when you are fully engaged in the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Word of God, in the, whatever the wilderness that, I mean, I'm talking about even myself when I engage in that arena of like a meditation, okay. I won't say it in here, but <laughs> in my personal life, there are places I feel like there's still wilderness. And in that, what can I see in the wilderness? You know? I mean, I won't go into like full details of what Jesus probably encountered, but think about the moment that he stepped in that place, it's almost to me, the wilderness is the place where the, the covenant, covenant nation Israel had to confront the state of being, having never heard of God for about more than 400 years. Mm. I, I would think the, the, the hair or the curse of covenant nation is not being able to hear mm. the word coming from the very throne of God. Mm. So when Jesus appears in the wilderness, he's actually set the tone in the spirit and say, now I'm coming to restore everything. Mm, that's good. And bring back to where this covenant nation should be. 
And this is a lot of confrontation comes with the word. You know, like you talked about, yes, it is sweet. Yes, it's good. It's wonderful. But in that, actually, there's like a potency to really confront what we're made of. Mm. You know? And so, I don't know if that makes sense or not. But mm? It's just the power of incorruptible seed, the word of God. is just actually individually, personally confronting, even for myself, like on constant ba- basis, where's your position? Uh-huh. Where are you exactly with him, with the Lord? Mm-hmm. And then where is your possession? Mm-hmm. What do you possess? Mm-hmm. Is the power of the word of God. And then the very potency. I mean, that is like reliance on God's power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like you say, mm-hmm. it is written. Where is it written? Is it written in your head or your heart? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? The mm-hmm. conception from the spirit to spirit by the Holy Spirit. that must happen. Mm-hmm. And if this was not needed, God would never given us the, the words of the Bible. Right. Right. It's so simple sure. as that. But mm-hmm. we're so familiar with, I'm talking about, even sometimes I'm so familiar with the word. You know, I can just roll out of my tongue, you know, I know which verse is where and all that. But is there power in it? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Is there something that I can live by every day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we really grab hold on to so, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. So the power of meditation is very important. Yeah. yeah. The place of meditation and what you just read about the definition of it mm-hmm. is the incorruptible. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know, am I willing to have the word of God to consume me? Mm-hmm. Am I really committed? Right. Because I think the beauty of word of God is that. Yes, it gives us joy, and it gives us strength, and it gives us the, all the great things. But at the same time, and it, I know there are times that when the word of God hit me, it will actually make me mad first, angry. That's the truth. It's either frustrate you, mm-hmm. or just one of just like pointing it to the, like a God, like a little, how dare you talk to me that way? But, <laughs> but it's, it's, that's the beginning. I mean, you just sit and you carry conversation. Okay, Holy Spirit, show me and talk mm-hmm. to me about this. Right. You know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, I remember reading the book one time. I was sitting there reading it. I knew I needed to read it, read it and go through it and talking. We're kind of going down your road. Um, got to a certain point in the book. I was laying down on the bed, closed the book up, threw it across the room. Not angrily, just threw it across the room. I'm like, no way. There's no way we're going to do this. No, no way. No, I'm sorry. I said, there's no way I'm going to do that. There's no way I'm going to do that. Probably a half hour later, walked over, picked it up, started reading it again. <laughs> it's funny. You get that seed inside of you. You got to feed it. You know, so I picked it up, read it again, went through some more stuff, closed it up, laid it on my chest. And I said, all right, all right, if that's really the way it's going to be, then you're going to have to help me do it. Because there's no way in that I'm going to be able to do that by myself. And he did. And he did. I, I'm so... I love the word of God and I know he's my creator. So I know he knows how to 
operate me. So I'm so happy that he talks in parables and gives me things to see. Seeds, seeds. <laughs> if you know me a little bit, right, Natasha, I plant a garden and I grow my vegetables and I share them sometimes. But the crazy <laughs> thing is, <laughs> yeah, I don't always plant everything over again. And it's funny, you can leave the seeds in the little packet in my little where I have all my seeds. Those things are still alive next year and the next year. You know what I mean? And if you don't get them wet, if you don't do certain things, and you take them out. You said this earlier, but I just want to say it again. You take the seed out and you put it in the ground and the seed knows what to do. Mm-hmm. The seed knows the seed knows what to do. You just have to open up the ground, open up your heart and allow the incorruptible seed to go into your heart. Like you said, the, the, the sower sows the word, you know what I mean? Into your heart, into the ground of your heart. And then the seed knows what to do. You know what I mean? I, I, I like that. The seed knows how to grow. It knows, it just, it just knows. And it's crazy. It knows which way to go up. You put the seed in the ground. Some say turn this way, some say turn that way. I put them every which way. And they know which way. Seriously, I don't, I'm not that good of a gardener. But the seed itself knows how to go to the light. You know what I mean? So if you open your heart up and you allow the incorruptible seed to fall into your heart, it knows how to connect with the light and it knows how to grow. It does. But you have to open your heart up, prepare your heart. Don't do all the different grounds. Prepare your heart. I won't get into that one. I love that teaching. But prepare your heart to receive receive that seed and just watch it grow. No, you need to keep talking about seeds because, and you can talk about the soil if you want to because it's good. <laughs> you're, you're good. I mean, it's what you share is so good. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, it's interesting share. when uh, you talk about the different soil and the good ground, the bad ground, the rocky ground, and all that kind of stuff. And but the ground that's always intriguing me is the ground that has the thorns and the thistles. I just kind of thought thorns and thistles. <laughs> so I was talking to my, my mom, my uncle, and his dad, my grandfather, was the farmer. So we were just talking one day about different things in this, and he said, you know what, daddy, daddy, which is my grandfather, always said that thorns and thistles won't grow in poor ground. Right. So when you plant your seed in good ground, the thorns and thistles are there. They have the potential to be there. You know what I'm saying? So if you're planting your seed in that old hard soil, ain't nothing growing in it. But when you plant it in the good soil, you got to get the bad seed out. You got to get the bad seed out because the soil is fertile and that bad stuff is just trying its best to grow. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> so, you know, so. <laughs> but, and the other thing too is you put the seed in the ground and the seed grows. And like Pastor Barry used to always say, when you plant a little kernel of corn, you don't put it in the ground and it grows this big old stalk and you peel back the ear. There's not one little kernel on that ear. It's full. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's just the abundance is just, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just love the, the pictures. I just love the pictures. And gardening, gardening to me is just, 
I, I, it's frustrating in it because you got to deal with all the things that like to come eat in my garden that I don't want to eat them. You have to deal with those things, which are that. But the thing that always gets me, whenever I go out and start pulling weeds up, whenever I'm pulling weeds, God just talks, talks to me about the enemy. How the enemy comes in and immediately tries to steal the word that has been planted. So every year, long about June, I'm pulling weeds thinking, no, you're not going to steal that. And the years that I don't pull them out, they ruin the plant. They ruin the seed. Mm. And the crazy thing is when I don't pull them out when they're young and they get old, guess what they do? They reproduce. Mm. The weeds reproduce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got the incorruptible seed, but you have to, you have to go at it to, to keep it. Is that getting too much? Of the work? No. Mm. You no, know? But you got, you got to protect your seed. It does know what to do, but you do have to protect what's been given to you. Mm-hmm. You got to protect what's been given to you. You can't. You can't just sit there and think, "Okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be." No, mm-hmm. <laughs> what will be is not good. You know, mm-hmm. you got to get in the word, like Grace said, and like I said last time at the very at the last week seems like yesterday. Uh-huh. Last week at the very end, you know, it, when you get out of this, you'll forget who you are, yeah. and that's when you allow the weeds to to come in. Mm-hmm. When you stay into that, you know who you are, and as soon as the weed pops through, you just you just learn to hit it. And you go, and then life is good, and 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 the harvest is abundant, and then you just give it away. Mm-hmm. You just give it away. Yeah. And that's the fun part. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting what um, the the subject of the mark for us, or so so in the world, is not about the, actually the like Alex uh, alluded to was that it's not about the ground. The the subject is the other the word of God, mm-hmm. and then and then actually the word when when you are really digging into the word of God, actually it reveals the type of soil you are. But that was not to condemn you. Oh, you are this soil, that soil is not. Mm-hmm. Actually, it it shows the possibility of the mm-hmm. power of a word. Right. Right. Yeah. If God can move the mountain and cast into the sea, then how much more the word of God to convert your hearts. To be a good ground. Mm-hmm. And so I remember Pastor Baby used to always encourage us to see yourself as good ground mm-hmm. and confess yourself as good ground. Mm-hmm. Keep sowing. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, maintain the garden the way you need to be maintained. Yeah, sometimes we fail. <laughs> sometimes, like, oh my goodness, this is too much weed or overgrown, whatever, a lot of work. But. <laughs> But in, in terms of like your spiritual growth, that's when if a Holy Spirit shows you, you need to go talk with somebody about the condition of your heart or ground and do that. And it's like we have social ministry that's available and there's like a night like this is available. And, but it's like what he was saying that when the weed is shown, then you just have to be proactive about it. And, and the Holy Spirit will always give you that ability and give you that gracing to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we're not just up here, just all of a sudden overnight. <laughs> I just remember, do you remember Pastor Andy? <laughs> and, and I used to sit in after like, uh, class and then sit in one of those rooms. And I was like, you know, um, going over my notes and, and, and then the highlight parts, I was like studying and all that. And he would cross and you know, walk by it and he would always say, there is no shortcut in God. And he just, just come into one room and walk out right there. <laughs> It's like no shortcut in God, which is, I mean, at the time he was kind of being funny about it. But then, you know, like sometimes those voices around you, 
and it just catches you and and keeps you focused. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, nothing is wasted when when God is so with you in the process of that word being sown is being growing. It's like, you know, when you fall pregnant, you know, you just do everything to to take care of the child to fully was it fully, you know, um, mm-hmm. birth it, bring it to birth. Yeah, to the birth. So you take care of that. So that's the same thing. And Holy Spirit is always there with you to just to show you to be nurtured and encouraged in the Word of God. And yeah. that's how you grow. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And- so back to my seeds one more time. I always talk about the vegetable garden, and that's true, and all that kind of stuff. But then, you know, my background logging. When you plant that seed in the ground, and when that seed grows, and when that seed gets big, the top gets so big, no weeds even get close to it. Mm. You know what I mean? So when you stay in it, and you continually grow in it, then the weeds can't grow because your top is so big, you're so big in who you are, that that the incorruptible of the other incorruptible can't Mm. get in. That's not the right word. That's fine. You got the point, thank you. But then the things that are coming in to steal, kill, and destroy can't even get rooted in the ground because they can't see the light. And it just kills them because it's so big inside of me. Mm. That's That's good. good. I told you, speak. You have good (laughs) things to share. (laughs) Um, I was thinking about when you were, did you have something you wanted to share? I can wait. No, I'll just say this real fast. I was just saying one of the things, like when you were talking about, um, uh, you know, warding off the weeds, basically, practically speaking, um, you know, we have, because we live in such a vast communication world, we have it coming at us all the time from every angle you can possibly be at. And, um, you know, we can, we can get ourselves all revved up and be like, yes, God, you know, you're providing for all my needs or you're my healer or whatever it is. And then walk out the door and get slammed with something on the radio or get slammed by a coworker saying, you know, something all concerned, you know, all these things are coming at us. And those are the ways that the enemy uses the weeds to come in and steal the word. We feel so built up, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa. And and those are the things, and that's why hiding ourselves in the word is so important because it pulls up on the inside, and even though somebody may say something, something may come at you, and all of a sudden it may shake you a little bit, and you go, no, God, no. Father God, we had this discussion this morning in your word, and I've seen this, and this is what I'm standing on. And those that's the way you practically um, build yourself up in the word and ward off the enemy from bringing those weeds and those things in. And it's so important in this day and age. You know, I'm sure they said the same thing in every season, but we live right now. So um, it's so important because it's just coming at us from, from every angle. Where are you sure? I was going to say with Pastor Jay, I was talking about as far as a gardening. <clears throat> gardening. Uh, I'm not a gardener, so I don't know anything about it. But the key point is, uh, when I'm thinking we're talking about incorruptible seed, uh, I think the key here is, is knowledge. You have to have knowledge. You have to have knowledge of the word. You have mm-hmm. to have knowledge to be a gardener. You have to have a knowledge of what the word says to be able to defend those attacks. Mm-hmm. And if you have... Uh, 
when we have knowledge, um, when we have the knowledge of God, we will not perish because we know what the word says. Exactly. So as long as we have knowledge of the word, then whatever comes against us, we're able to, to battle that off. We have on the whole armor of God and we know what to speak in regards to that situation. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the key is knowledge, having that knowledge of the word. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about John 3.16, probably the most popular scripture in existence. But he says, um, you know, that we may not perish Mm-hmm. but have everlasting life. And it's not just salvation to go to heaven. It's so that we don't perish in any aspect of our life. I'll never forget in training center when I, the first time I ever heard you say that, and I was like, oh, that's so true. But it went off on the inside of me, and I was like, it really is. You know, that's not just a salvation scripture for me to go to heaven. That's a salvation scripture for me to live everyday life. And hiding, like we've been talking about, hiding ourselves in the words that we find salvation in every aspect of what we run into in everyday life. I was also going to say, uh, we shouldn't do anything until, unless we have word for it. Uh, example, um, <clears throat> this was years ago. I remember um, I just recently got filled with the Holy Spirit, and I was in my prayer closet, and I was praying one day. Uh, it was about my wife. She was going to go to the doctor, and uh, there was they thought she had sleep apnea. So I was in my closet and I was praying for her. I was down on my knees and I was just praying and she was in the bed and I just had my hand stretched towards the room where she was. And I remember praying and I was quoting the word, speaking the word. And just out of nowhere, the power of God hit me and I fell down. I looked behind me. I was like, what was that? Because um, I wasn't used to it. I was fairly new and uh, just speaking the word over her situation, exactly what I prayed for, exactly what happened. She went to the doctor that next day, and exactly how I prayed it out is exactly what happened. Mm. So it's just having that knowledge of the word, being mm-hmm. able to speak the word in those situations. When we speak the word, have, we have to have the God kind of faith. If we have the God kind of faith, those things, will truly, what we say, what we speak, we shall have. Mm-hmm. So if we have that knowledge, then we will not perish what we speak, it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember when Pastor Barry used to share when you were like under pressure, you know, whatever squeeze would come out. And um, <laughs> toothpaste too, <laughs> toothpaste yeah. too yes. <laughs> so, you know, um, the whole point is when you are, when you are engaging, engaged in meditation of the word of God, and and spend time with the word and well you will be tested because we live on the earth and we have a life and and um there's ample opportunity to be tested by by the by the word i won't be won't say that you'll be tested by because of them no because we are powerful beings and incorruptibly you know wonderfully made so there are going to be opportunities to just be squeezed and sometimes you may not like the ones that you see what's been squeezed out. But that's not the <laughs> time you say whatever the word you want to say and then give up. But it's the beautiful thing about the word of God is that it really locates you where you are. And it is a wonderful thing, actually, that provides a solution. Because God's word always comes with a solution, isn't it? Yeah. And that's why we dig into the word of God. 
not because you want to like a share or you know this is the you know um, the word of the hour. That's not it because the word became flesh, the word among us. He wants you. He wants all of us to be the power of the word of God. It's like Jesus is alive inside of us, mm-hmm. and so. Um, you know, I often thought about, I think that I had this, like, the power of imagination that need to be going in our, our meditation. I think even in, in, in this um, space, we talk about the power of med- meditation and power of imagination. The imagination that comes with the Word of God is so potent. It is very potent. I mean, it is literally the very resurrection power working through this written word. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes we really need to be soldiers by Holy Spirit to, when we get into space where we need to meditate, that we need to get off with all the preconceived idea about, oh, these, these words are too hard, these words are too, too time-consuming. No, we cannot afford not to have those yeah. kind of times. Yeah. And so I think I'm just kind of forgetting what was I was going to say. Oh, this is what I was going to say. <laughs> I often thought about how, like, Pastor Ray used to say, you always have to be careful, you know, how to, um, what has to happen in the, the sixth inch between your ears. And I just love that word, the six inches between your ears. It's like, it's a... It's like your mental capacity, you renew the mind, where do, where do your mind go? Yeah. You know, and then you talked about the garden. Actually, this is the, the garden. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is garden, but this is connected to the garden, you know. So, I mean, is your, your this space is like, is a part of a wilderness? Or is it in the promised <laughs> land, in the flowing with the milk and honey? Or is it like a garden of Eden? And you name it. That's good. <laughs> Seriously, that's how I've been too. You know, in my own personal like in meditating space, I'm thinking, okay, Jesus, I have this issue right now, but I don't know if this is the garden filled with rocks or is this something I can cultivate or am I in the land of milk with the, <laughs> with the milk and honey? I don't know. Well, actually, well, he does show. <laughs> okay, you need to work on this thing. <laughs> Yeah, but the point is, I don't know what the point is. <laughs> well, I'll say, the point is, I, I was thinking about the movie The Shack, when yes. you were talking about the garden, and yeah. is this a garden oh. of rocks or mm-hmm. what? And how he took the, the, the uh, garden, and it looked all shabby and nasty, but then as Holy Spirit walked with her, whichever one it was that was walking with him at that time, it turned into this beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And they just worked on it and worked on it. And it was the Holy Spirit just working with him every day. And all of a sudden you see the aerial view and it's like this gorgeous garden. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> That's what he does. So if you have financial issues or relational issues, sorry, <laughs> but you know, whatever the issue is, <laughs> Proverbs four twenty three. <laughs> Keep your heart. <laughs> your heart. What was it with all diligence? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the six inch between your. Yeah. 
Yeah, keep it cultivated. You know, you know, when you said that, you made me think of something. You made me. I have never thought about this before, but it's like the seed of your heart, the seed that goes into your heart. Like I talked earlier about about the tree getting so big, that's your mind. If you can control your mind, the canopy, you can control the weeds that are trying to come in and steal. That's, that's the growth. You understand? The seed goes in the ground. It grows. It produces a top, something growing. And when you get that totally, the foliage totally going, you get your mind renewed. You really, really, really cut back on what's coming at you to try to steal from you. Mm. That's real good. I need to write that. Somebody write that down for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's true. They already yeah. <laughs> But, but like what Kevin said, gaining knowledge, yeah. gaining knowledge from the word of God to know. If you know me at all, I plant a lot of tomato plants. Mm-hmm. When I go buy my seeds, I don't dump them all in a bin and just go grab some and put them out. I open the packet up. I read the packet. It tells me when to plant it. Mm-hmm. It tells me what kind of soil to plant it in and all of that. So if you're going to plant, if you want to plant tomato seeds, you should have put them in your little cups Valentine's Day. So they'll be big enough to plant. The second Sunday in May, okay? I know my tomato plants. I've been growing them. Why? Why? Because I've been successful in growing my tomato plants. I have a working knowledge of how to grow tomato plants. You get a working knowledge of what the Word of God says, and then you know what it says. Like Kevin says, you can be made aware of things ahead of time. Here we go. I'll take you guys down the road. Some 12 years ago, when we were building offices down in the other building, I was here on a Saturday I was meandering around, had chest pains, went over to Walmart, got me some Rolaids, came back, drank some water, trying to get rid of my chest pains. So I, I was in the office that was going to be mine, sitting at my desk, and I, it was just, it just, it felt like I had a soccer ball on my chest and an elephant was sitting on it. That's what it felt like. So I'm sitting there, sitting there, I'm like, dang, man, this hurts. So I just sat there, I'm like, all right, what are we going to do? And I literally sat there. And this is, this is the flat-out truth of what God told me. He says, you can dial 911 or Rob, Pastor Rob, will find you here Sunday morning. Mm. I said, okay. I guess we're going to call 911. <laughs> so I flipped my back, flip phone. <laughs> flipped my phone up, dialed 911, and it started beeping because there's no signal. Like, so I put this shut. And I'm like, it scared me. So I sat there for a few more minutes. And I'm like, all right, what are we going to do? He said, you're going to call them. They're going to come get you. They're going to take you to Prince William Hospital. They're going to medevac you to Fairfax Hospital. And I didn't know what the word was. He said, they're going to put a stent inside of you, and you're going to be fine. I said, okay. Okay. I walked in out to the lobby. I dialed 911. They came and got me. <laughs> you don't ever want to do this. You don't ever want to ride up that hill looking out the back window of an ambulance and seeing Living Faith Church. That is the... You don't ever want that. You don't want that. That's just, I still, after all these years, I still can, it was just weird. They took me there, said there was nothing wrong with me, did all of that. Then they started running tests. Next thing you know, they got real busy about me. And uh, next thing you know, you hear the helicopter land. I'm like, dang, man, this thing's coming to get me. You know what I mean? So I'm on the phone talking, telling people this is where I'm going and what's going on. And my cousin, who's very much like me, was in Amosville. I'm in Manassas. He got to Fairfax Hospital before I did. 
That's how fast that boy drove to take care of Jr. Mm-hmm. So I'm landing, and I'm still texting him. It's crazy. I'm still texting him. I said, I said I'm here. He said, I'm in the emergency room. I'm like, I'm not going to do me in the emergency room. Go to the heart section, buddy. So he goes to the heart section, and they take care of me. I've had my stint, and, and here I am. But if you don't know, God will speak to you, mm-hmm. and God will show you what's ahead. And God will give you the promise, yes, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Then it made everything else fine. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. When I, when I come out of it, I was like, what day is it? <laughs> like, it's Saturday evening. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know how long. I've never been put out before. <laughs> and, and then I woke up, and, and then I'm sitting in the hospital bed, bored out of my mind. You're just sitting here, you're all hooked up, beep, 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 and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just talking to everybody that comes through. I'm just talking. Just, that's just my nature. Next thing you know, one of my nurses goes and gets one of her friend nurses and says, you need to go talk to this guy. She's getting ready to get married and she's making a mistake. And I know you know what to tell her. Wow. And I'm laying in the hospital bed giving marital, premarital counseling <laughs> to this girl I've never met before. I mean, you, you just never know what's going on. But when you, when you know God, when you know his promises and you listen to him, Part of me could have, could have just kind of, part of me want to sit at that desk and like, no, I bind you, Satan, and kind of go through all of that. But then I'm like, Rob finding you? And I'm like, no, I don't want Rob to find me. That's not how I wanted to, to, to lead. I love Rob, but that's not how I wanted it to happen. But when you understand, when you truly understand, God wants to show you what's coming on. God's not going to give you nothing that you can't handle or go through. And you just trust that incorruptible seed that is put inside of you because you know. Yeah. You know that it's right mm-hmm. and you know good is going to to come out of it yeah so many people came to my room little kids big kids because i was there on sunday morning i wasn't at church i was just really odd next thing you know here comes the nurse in one of them little plastic clay hearts and starts telling everybody why i had my heart attack and what was blocked so they would like be have better health you know what i mean it's like wow god i'm like you know you're, everybody's watching you and it's like here i am come talk to me this is why you're here and she's teaching a class you know <laughs> <laughs> you, you just never know what situation God is going to use to speak to you, but you have to say yes. You have to say yes to him and just go and trust him. It's going to be all right. And like the song I played in my dad's funeral, what's the worst you're going to do? Threaten me with heaven. Mm. If I didn't make it, if I didn't make it, they just stuck me in the ground in Amosville and I went to heaven. That was the worst thing that would have happened. Threaten me with heaven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But here I am. Yeah. You guys still get to see me and listen to me. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'm about to be a little bit quirky here. <laughs> because I'm listening to him and I, I just feel as though there's like a, when you really truly experience the word of God, there is a, there is a, that experience that attached to you is there's like, there's a testimony, but it comes with the joy. You know, and and when Alex was talking about um, joy in, joy out, and, okay, this is the way the grace talks, so I'm just, please forgive me if you just, you know, anyway. And so I was, joy in, J-I-J-O. I I mean, it doesn't mean anything to you, but to me it means something, because (laughs) in my culture, in in the culture that I grew up, that means a word. The meaning fortitude. Oh, and so it's like, oh, you know, it's just like when he was hearing it, joy and joy out. That's a fortitude. And I, I thought about the, the fortitude that the word, the mm. incorruptible seed of the word, the, the fortitude 
And, and then even I talked to like Pastor Kathy and Heather earlier about um, how even the power of incorruptible seed of the word of God that captured the imagination of Joshua and Caleb. Mm-hmm. And because they're the only ones who from, from Egypt to promised land survived the 40 years mm-hmm. in the wilderness. But what kept them going was the foretaste of, remember they were the part of the 10 spies yeah. Yeah. in the promised land? They never forgotten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And think about you have to you know, wander around 40 years, day in, day out. They probably mumbled, brumbled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're not all like, you know, well, like, yeah, good saints every time. <laughs> just try to be really good. I don't know, you know, like the... Uh, Good natural Israel in the wilderness. I don't know. You know, they probably just like looking at people and thinking, "I really want to go back to the uh, the promised land." And then I think that that is really powerful, you know, picture that the fortitude to fortitude to hold on to those things that God promised to you. Even for me, I have even personally right now, I can. Even with my own personal life, in my family life, even the things that I desire and, and think about and dream about. And I ask God, is this possible? Because sometimes I'm the one who put the, uh, the cap on, okay, if you could do this like up to here, then I'll be happy. But that's not the way God works. Mm-hmm. You know, I love your license plate, like no limits. Take up the limit. I mean, I'm, ter- I'm, you know, a lot of times when I talk about this kind of stuff, it's not, I'm talking about myself. It's like, okay, what is possible? Am I going to put a cap on that dream or vision and say, done with it? But then, because I walked along with what God has done in my life, just like your testimony, you know, when the incorruptible see the word of God just uh, grab hold on you as like your, your backbone, like fortitude inside your spirit, then no matter what happens, even if it feels like a wilderness you have walked through, and even if you walk about wondering, but you know that you have tasted tasted and so what was possible? I don't know. I mean, it just, uh, I feel like I just need to share that part of it. And, and I know because last year was tough for a lot of us, and, and it really made us question what is possible, and I'm sure you know. If I if I think about all these things, you know, it's, it's probably problem just with everyone. And um, so it's almost like make me to challenge myself. I need to go back to the Word of God again mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. again, and tell me from the Word, mm-hmm. what can I believe? What can I dare to believe? Dare yeah. to just push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know my life personally, what happened with my personal life, you know, I, with my natural thinking probably, how dare you, someone probably say, to sit up and share word. But it does not matter Mm -hmm. because that incorruptible power word of God inside of me Mm -hmm. has been telling me and talking to me and even your dreams Uh because you know, he constantly even talks to you, even in dreams and conversations. Right. In your daily life, he talks to you constantly. Yeah. Stay 
the course, do not turn to the left or right. Mm -hmm. And keep focused and trust the word inside of you. Yeah. Until you see the fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. That's good. At some point when you were talking, I was thinking about um, a... uh, Oh no, I just lost it. It's I had a picture and it was a prophetic word Pastor Barry gave ten years ago. And um oh, there it is. No, that's not it. And uh something he said at the end, it was probably one of the most powerful prophetic words he ever gave. But we were talking about the since we're talking about the incorruptible seed, it just something that you had said made me go there at the very end of it. Of the word he said, um, how valuable to you is your faith? How important to you is your faith? I'm talking about your connection with Jesus and your experience with him. I'm talking about Christianity in the truest sense of the word. And the baseline for, for this word he had given, it was 2010, and it was prophetic about things that were coming that we're actually living in now, hmm. last year, really, and, and now. And, um, and he was talking about the polarization that would be happening. And we're, we're watching it um, before our eyes. Polarization in the church, polarization in the, in the nation, polarization in general. And some of the things that, um, you know, we could be walking through uh, in terms of, you know, possible things happening with the church as a whole and persecution, different things. But anyway, the bottom line is how valuable, this is how the prophetic word ended, how valuable to you is your faith, how important to you is your faith. I'm talking about your connection with Jesus and your experience with him, the word. I'm talking about your about Christianity in the truest sense of the word. And and that um that's talking about the incorruptible seed. Absolutely the incorruptible seed of the word of God is what lives and abides on the inside of each one of us. And um did you have anything you wanted to share before as we anybody have anything you want to share as we close out the evening? I mean, you don't have to. I'm just asking. I just want to make sure everybody gets a chance to say um, one last thing. One last thing I wrote down here was when the word is established in your heart, the prince of peace rules. Mm-hmm. You have total peace when you know what the word says, when you have a knowledge mm-hmm. of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grace brought up a point when she talked about trust. You know, um, one scripture I like about trust where it says in Proverbs 3, 5, where it says trust in the Lord. In all your ways, mm-hmm. and he will direct your path. So we trust him, just like we trust him with our salvation. We can trust him with everything else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's it. good. Anybody else have anything? The thing too is, um, in, in getting into the Word and finding out what's all in it, the real key is get into it before you absolutely need it, and your life depends on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. When 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 I'm going to plant my garden, I don't prepare the soil the morning before I put the seed in the ground. Mm-hmm. I've been preparing the soil through the winter. You know what I mean? Because I'm getting ready to put the seed in. 
Okay? So you get into the word and you ask Father God, where do we go? Where do, where do, we, where do, we, where do we go today? Mm-hmm. And he takes you somewhere and you're reading and you're reading and like, this has got nothing to do with me today. Right. Read anyway. Yeah. Read anyway. Tomorrow morning you get up or mm-hmm. whenever the time is and you're like, all right, where do you want to go today? Do we go back to where we were? Yep. Go right. back to go back to there again. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you've done it for two or three weeks and you really don't know why. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the fourth week, you're like, oh, my God, I actually know what I'm doing now. Right. I know how to walk through the situation right. because I listened. Mm-hmm. The last thing is, is when you're running behind and you're just trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. That's just hard. And I hate the word procrastination. Mm-hmm. I don't like that word because I do it a lot sometimes. <laughs> but when it comes to the word of God, don't. Mm-hmm. Let Father God lead you into what is coming. Right. And like we were talking earlier, when I was talking about, he will show you things to come mm-hmm. that you don't know. And a lot of times, if you get into it at the right time, you won't even know that it came and went. Because you're, you're, you're there and you, and you, and you have it. But if you only wait every time until the need is just so great, like when all else fails, call God. Wow, that's kind of sad. You know what I mean? If you're a parent, that's the last thing you want. Just come talk to me. Come, come tell me what's going on. But allow him to show you where to go in the word of God, who to listen to, and don't second guess yourself. Yeah. Don't second guess. Just read it and absorb it. And when you get done, even if you don't know you got anything, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that I got what it was that I needed. And then when the time comes, there it is. And that's always an amazing thing. When you get there and it's there, it's like, yay, you are real. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you pray us out? Pray us out. We'll never go out. We stay in. (laughs) (laughs) Father God, it it is such a privilege and an honor to be called your son and your daughter. It is just a privilege and, and an honor that, that you love us as your kids. So, Father, help us to get into your owner's manual for us. Help us, Father, to learn about you. Help us, Father, to learn about ourselves. Father God, you're the best dad in the whole world, yeah. and you want the best for us. So help us, Father God, we're asking you, Help us, Father God, to live that best life. Not that it's perfect, but we're perfect in what it is that we're going through because you're with us walking through all of it. It's not always on rose petals, but even when it gets hot, you're right there with us holding our hand, keeping us cool, and we just we just do it. So, Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you you know what's in front of us. I thank you that you show us, you lead us, you guide us, and your love is so unconditional. Mm-hmm. Help us truly, help us truly to receive that unconditional love. Help us, Father, to receive that unconditional love. Let us never take you for granted in anything that we do. Let us always be leaning on you, asking your questions, asking you questions, even as we're going down the road or waking up in the morning. Let us always be mindful of you and your presence around us. Thank you for this time. Thank you for speaking to us and help us not to forget. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Have a good night.